Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome to the VLX podcast. My name is Jackie Dixon, and my mission is to help women become healthy, holy, and hot, on fire for God in every area of their lives. Sound good? Let's get started. My name is Jackie Dixon, and if you don't already follow me, I run a company called BLX, which stands for Veritas Vos Liberat, which is a Latin phrase from the Bible verse in John, which says, and then you will know the truth. If you abide in my word, then you'll be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And what I do is I coach Christian women to become something I call the biblical bombshell, which is a woman who is healthy and holy and hot because she's on fire for God in every area of her life. So I've had this blog series going that is called Back to Nice, and this is about a study abroad trip I took back in 2008 to the south of France, Nice, France, absolutely gorgeous. And I had a great time, except I gained 25 pounds of pastry fat, really, in five weeks. It was, uh, it was quite a shock, and I was out of control and very miserable. And in a couple weeks, we'll get to the part where I'm heading home through the airports on the way back to the U.S., and that was the absolute, the worst, really. But we're not there yet. So for today, I want to talk about the blog post I published on Wednesday, which is called The Pastry Path <laughs> and How to Avoid Insatiable Hunger. So what was happening is I was in France to shadow neurologists. I had wanted to have some hospital experience. I was interested in medical writing, and it was hard to get in the U.S. because I wasn't officially pre-med. I didn't want to be a doctor. I wanted to do medical writing. So I went over to France to shadow doctors there. They're this great program. And it was beautiful. It was the south of France. It was fantastic. But I didn't know how to take care of my body. And I had been modeling for a few years already. I knew how to have a very strict relationship with my body, kind of celery and chicken breasts and how to stay thin that way, but I didn't know how to do it in a way that would last, and I didn't know how to do it in a way that I could enjoy. So what happened is I went to France with this fantasy of, I'm just going to, you know, drink coffee and eat little bits of bread here and there and be so slim and chic and gorgeous, and well, it didn't work out that way. <laughs> Instead, I gained all of this weight because it wasn't what my body needed. So I got up in the morning, I had this little French breakfast with my host family, and I walked to the hospital and on the way I was already just an hour later so hungry that I stopped at a pastry shop. There was one right on the way, it was that's why I call it the pastry path and so every morning I would go to this pastry shop and I would get three or four pastries and by the time I got to the hospital I would sit down and before the round started I just devoured them. And at lunch I was hungry again, at dinner I was hungry again, so I was sneaking and hoarding and buying food and shoving it in my face whenever people weren't looking. It was an out of control nightmare. And as I talked about last Saturday, that was largely because I didn't know what was going to work for my body. I didn't have an idea of how to have this lifestyle of health that would be sustainable for me. I had no idea. I just, I had done this didactic, you know, very strict, rigid plan. And then when that faded, I didn't have anything else to fall on. So I just went out of control. But I also didn't know how to control my appetite through my hormones, and those are the hunger hormones. So that's what I want to talk about today, how to avoid this insatiable hunger and the things I learned to do to avoid that. So the first one that you probably saw in the blog post if you read it is that I learned to have a heavier breakfast than what they do in France. Now it's ironic because the 
uh, toast and coffee breakfast that's so stereotypical of France and even Italy is actually truly stereotypical and many people do eat that for breakfast but we were at the hospital and I was working with the other American students and the French doctors and one of the French doctors said you know well I you know eat my dinner leftovers for breakfast so I'll have pasta and shrimp and all kinds of protein and I have a really big breakfast and I'm really happy and not hungry and what was ironic is that I noticed as we were working at the hospital that people there were very grumpy in the mornings uh, quite irritable unfortunately and then after lunch it was like this switch flipped and suddenly everybody was happier and I came to wonder if that was because they finally had had a sizable meal <laughs> but this one French doctor said no I eat a big breakfast and then I'm not hungry for the rest of the day and it didn't click with me that a that's an option you don't have to have this kind of you know very rigid lifestyle that doesn't work for you do what works for you no matter what country you're in and that a big breakfast is a great way to control your appetite for the rest of the day now I don't need to do this as much anymore because I have really shifted my body into being able to um, just keep its hunger hormones under control anyway but when I was making that shift eating a higher protein and a higher fat breakfast was critical for me so I started having a sausage and an egg and I'd often have a little bit of toast or even some vegetables mixed in with the eggs some frozen spinach or something every morning and that was a huge way that I was able to rebalance my body the other way that's been priceless and that I can't recommend highly enough even though it sounds like a cheat is to get enough sleep now here's how it works if your body is stressed out because it's not getting enough sleep it wakes up in the morning and it hasn't had one of its two forms of fuel so the forms of fuel for the body are food and sleep so if it hasn't had enough sleep it's probably going to ask for more food to get up to that level of energy it needs to get through the day so when we don't sleep enough our body stays in a state of stress our cortisol levels are higher and that tells our body that this this is a stressful time we need to cling to the whatever we're eating and store it up as fat because we might need it later this could be a famine this could be a war we might need it later so put on the fat well we don't want that right and we don't need that in our modern day world where we can have food like that so what do you do you sleep enough that your body can relax and release that cortisol and let it shrink back down so that it doesn't freak out and it can let the weight kind of pass through so what you eat doesn't stick as easily literally so you'll find sometimes if you go on vacation if you don't binge eat while you're there and you let yourself sleep enough the weight might actually fall off just from that because the body is finally able to relax so sleeping enough and having a huge breakfast, not a huge breakfast, but a sufficiently high protein and high fat breakfast are critical if you want to help your body to shift to a weight loss, weight fat burning mode. It's absolutely, it just it can't be important. Can't overstate how important it is. So that's huge. But what I also want to talk about today, and I don't mention this in the blog post. In fact, I only teach it in the body stewardship course, but I want to kind of let you in on it a little bit today. And that is the concept of the cultures that affect how we take care of our health. So obviously a major culture is a different country. I was in France and that had a whole food culture that I was so desperately trying to fit into. It wasn't working for me as far as the stereotype was, but I didn't even know that even within that culture, there were different options. But that's not just country cultures. A lot of times people will talk about culture and how it influences our bodies as far as mass media and the magazines that say you need to look a certain way or weigh a certain weight or be so fit or so toned. And we think of that as our culture, but there are so many other cultures that influence how we take care of ourselves. What about your family culture and how the family you grew up with and maybe the family you're in now, how they eat, how they exercise or don't, how they rest or don't, how they talk about their bodies, how they care for themselves overall. What about your friends and that culture, the culture of your peers? Do your girlfriends sit around and bash their bodies while they're drinking wine and eating dessert? Or do they go for runs and go to fitness classes together and get a green juice together? 
what about the local culture? And I don't just mean the country, but even smaller than that, maybe the town you're in. Is there kind of a infrastructure that makes it easy for you to stay healthy? Are there sidewalks you can run on or is it a dangerous area? Are there health food shops or is it all fried chicken and um, not even smoothie shops, more like ice cream shops, I guess. Uh, and so your neighborhood, but also maybe, you know, we're here in the South and the fried food is a really big thing, but it doesn't have to be that way. So. What I want you to think about is whatever culture you're in and whatever you may be first coming to realize is surrounding you and influencing the way you're taking care of yourself, ask yourself, does it have to be that way? Because here's the thing. A lot of people will say, well, in my family, you know, Granny, Sally, whatever, used to make this special pie, and so we have to make this special pie every year. But what was Granny Sally trying to get trying to accomplish with that? Was she really forcing people to eat a pie made with Crisco? <laughs> or was her intent that people would gather together, be together, love each other, have kind of a community, communion, eat around the table together? Maybe that's what she was going for. In which case, can you preserve the elements of the culture that you love without, um, without negatively affecting your health? I bet you can. If I had been in France and I had known this, and of course I've gone back to France more recently several times, and I've taken fantastic care of my health because I've realized what that culture is directing me toward and the fact that it's not the only option, even there, and that I can take better care of myself no matter wherever I am. Same thing with maybe your family or whatever local region you're in or your girlfriends. You might need to shift how you're interacting with them, but you can also probably just take better care of yourself in that situation. But first, you do have to be aware. What cultures are influencing you? The cultures that you grew up in and the cultures that you're in now. How can you maybe be your best in them? And what might you need to change? Do you need to encourage your girlfriends to go for a walk instead of sitting there and you know hashing out the day over a pint of ice cream or something? How can you shift the cultures you're in? How can you make sure that whatever culture you're in, you're having a sufficient breakfast, whatever you need, set your hormones right for the day, figuring out what works for you, and then getting enough sleep and rest so your body can relax and chill out and know that it doesn't need to pack on that weight to keep itself safe. So I really encourage you this week, try to figure out what cultures are influencing you and try to figure out how to control your hunger hormones within whatever cultures you're currently in. You have more power to shape your experience than you know, and you can be healthy pretty much anywhere these days. So if you have any questions, I'd love to hear it. Is there a culture you're in right now where you just don't think you're possibly going to be able to take care of yourself? And yet, I bet you could. I would love to hear from you. So either ask me a question now or come over to the blog at vlx.tv and comment on one of my posts. I'll find it, I'll answer it. I promise I won't leave you hanging. Let me know what cultures you're dealing with, you're wrestling with, and how you might feel stuck in not taking good care of your body. And I bet we can find a way out of it. That's all I've got for this week. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining me here. And really be empowered, know that you have incredible ability to shape your experience, to take care of your body wherever you are, and that you deserve this. This is God's gift and calling to you to have a body that's fit to do his calling whenever, wherever, however he calls you. So good luck, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the VLX podcast. I'd love to keep you motivated to go after God's plan in every area of your life. So if you love what I'm talking about, subscribe to this channel and come find me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at Jackie Dixon VLX. I'd love to virtually meet and interact with you. And if you're interested in the concept of the biblical bombshell, 
please join me for a soiree where I'll teach you the 12 pillars of a woman who is healthy, holy, and hot. RSVP at JackieDixon.org forward slash soiree. I'll see you there, beautiful.